This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode 18, Devil with a Who Dress. Uh, John, some call him Abaddon, some may call him Croptor, some call him Satan, or Lucifer, or the King of Despair, the Deathless Prince, the Bringer of Night, the Loser of Socks and the Dryer, mm-hmm. the Creator of Mosquitoes and Ticks, mm-hmm. that feeling when your throat is itchy but not really badly itchy and no amount of clearing your throat seems to help all these are the names of satan john mm-hmm. the hanger upper amidst long customer service calls after you've waited on hold for hours and need to get your canceled flight to aruba refunded these are all names that have been handed down through scripture in time immemorial also jeff yeah he, you know if you're friends with him you go by jeff <laughs> Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe, a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, and I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 36 years. I see we updated the script. Nice, nice. That's right. Yeah. And my name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years, and I finally said yes. Each episode of No, Not the Mind Probe or NNTMP or Intimp. As the kids call it. A lot of the kids, very young children listen to the show (laughs) and that's what they call it. Um, Each episode, we look at two stories, two Doctor Who stories. We're going through the new Doctor Who series in order Mm -hmm. and our Doctor Who curator or sommelier John will find a pairing for the new story with a classic story. John, what do we have in store this episode? This episode, we go to hell, Porter. We go to hell. Hey. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I've had it. <laughs> this is, I've reached my breaking point. And we only have another 200 episodes to go. Uh, no, we uh, we go off Earth for the uh, double episode, The Impossible Planet and The Satan Pit. Uh, and, of course, we have paired that rather obviously with some more satanic doings in, in uh, small town uh, UK with the third Doctor story, The Demons. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go to hell. All right, let's recap the new Who first. Ooh. As you mentioned, we have a, a, a two for Tuesday here, mm-hmm. a two episode arc, the rare mm-hmm. two episode arc. It's going to become a little less rare from what I can see in the watch order there. Sure. The. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. They're called the Happy New Year. It's 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 New Year. This is yeah. It's it's the well. It's been the New Year since the last episode. But well, Happy yeah. New. Let's you know what the last let's episode. Let the spirit live. <laughs> yeah, the last episode um, <laughs> only happened just after the New Year. But right. Now, so now this is like we've settled in. We've <laughs> had a good nine days to look at this New Year. Yeah. It still feels like a Happy New yeah. Year. So I think it's it sounds good. good. It's positive. Uh, these are called the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit, which uh, is a is a bar I used to go to uh, when I was in college. The <laughs> Satan Pit is uh, you know not great, but uh, they had good well drinks and stuff like that. Uh, the name of my see, therapist's office. The Satan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a very pessimistic therapist. Mm-hmm. Yours. Mm-hmm. Season two, episodes eight and nine of the new series it was two episodes, and it was released from the third the, on the third and the tenth of June in two thousand and six. John, here's a little clip that you put together. Oh, yeah. Using my dad. You want voices in the dark? Then listen to mine. That thing is playing on very basic fears. Darkness, childhood nightmares, all that stuff. 
<laughs> but that's how the devil works. Or a good psychologist. Yeah. How did it know about my father? Okay, but what makes his version of the truth any better than mine? Because hmm? I'll tell you what I can see. Humans. Brilliant humans. Humans who travel all the way across space. Flying in a tiny little rocket right into the orbit of a black hole. Just for the sake of discovery. That's amazing. Do you hear me? Amazing. All of you. The captain, his officer, his elder, his juniors, his friends. All with one advantage. The beast is alone. We are not. If we can use that to fight against it. Ooh. Yeah, very exciting. Now, I also if it like... sounds like his head's in a bucket, is because, in fact, in the episode, his head was in a bucket. It was in that. <laughs> in, in the helmet. That's The audio quality doesn't sound great, but it was. That's... I checked. It's just the episode. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> And I love the way that David Tennant pronounces humans. It's like there's about five (laughs) syllables in there. Humans. He's very emphatic. Yeah. All right. Here's here's what happened in this. Let me just let me just break it to you. It's gonna be a bumper summary because it's. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a a lot here. Uh, The Doctor and Miss Rose Tyler arrive on a spaceship where the Doctor notices that there's some writing on the walls that is older than the TARDIS can decipher and I'll to translate for you. That means it's really, really old. Mm -hmm. They are confronted by crazy looking aliens with squid heads who seem like they're going to eat them. But in the end, not unlike my mother, they were just being a little aggressive and wanting to offer them a meal. (laughs) And I actually thought that to me, having watched enough of this, this was actually the teaser for the show that went into the opening credits Mm. and it was done very much like a cliffhanger for an old, that yeah. felt like a cliffhanger for an old yeah, Doctor Who, true. you know. Mm-hmm. We find that our heroes have landed on a ship stationed on a planet that is impossibly just sitting here outside a black hole. The oh, planet that's where the title comes from. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all a lot's falling yeah. into place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the planet has some kind of a gravitational anomaly inside it that's keeping it from descending into the abyss of the black hole, which has gravity so strong it can pull even light into it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how scientists explain it. Sort of bored like that. And it's just gravity so strong you know, it pull light into it. Oh, it's black hole, classic, classic. <laughs> the collapse of a star causes mass to get into such a small volume that it can collapse everything Possible around it. Gateway to another infinity. universe, yeah, or destruction blah, blah, of our blah. universe, whatever. Yeah, all that. Blah blah blah. All that jazz. Uh, so naturally, the humans are going to drill into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are doing it under the auspice of, of science, but uh, it's just really funny to me that, like, this is actually the second plot because it was similar to Inferno, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's basically just like, ooh, that's very interesting. What if we drilled into yeah. it? What if we just jammed a pole into it to see what happens? I mean, that is basically human science in a nutshell. What if we uh, just the- poke it? <laughs> the the squid head people are the ood, ood, who are a docile slave race, who we are told are totally cool being slaves, totally cool. and it's not a problem for them at all to get crapped on all the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is like Chekhov's gun, which is like you see the gun early on in the play. <laughs> Someone's definitely going to shoot the gun later. And actually, originally, this 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 device, this uh, mm-hmm. theatrical device, was actually called Chekhov's squid headed slave race. Oh. That's that was yeah originally yeah. where yeah. that comes from. Yeah. Uh-huh. The TARDIS is lost uh, into the center of the planet uh, because of things. There was an earthquake. It, it, yeah, it fell. Right. 
Uh, so Rose and the Doctor are stranded here on this planet outside the black hole for all intents and purposes for the rest of their lives. So other than being eternally stranded just outside the most devastating force in the universe, things are fine. But then they get worse. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be um, cool. They sit and have some dinner and they're like, all right, well, I guess we'll make this work. Yeah. <laughs> The Oods start getting really mouthy, and they start talking about how a beast will rise and enact vengeance on everybody. You know, just the normal. My kids say this stuff yeah. all the time. And, yeah, all classic time. slave stuff. Classic <laughs> <Yeah>. slave stuff. <laughs> and people are just like, shut up and serve me the baked beans. Yeah. I-, I like how they just completely push off like uh, when, when these things start happening. Mm. And then one of the humans uh, starts hearing an evil voice in his head, and he gets... The crazy old timey writing all over his face and he sees a demon and talks to her. We think he sees it. We don't really see what he sees, but he gets taken over by this. And uh oh, he kills one of the other people in the crew. Um, uh oh, <laughs> I wish he'd said that when she gets sucked out the window. He's like, uh oh, that's a no, no. That's a that's a red choice. Um, the doctor goes down inside the planet. Uh, and where they're drilling and sees a scary door open. And when that opens, suddenly all the Ood become evil, pledging to serve the beast. Oh, and also with the beast released, the planet is now heading into the black hole. So it's sort of they, they open that thing up, the beast is out, and then that gravitational anomaly is done. The beast is out, the juice is loose, whatever is happening. It's <laughs> <laughs> going on. So in retrospect... <laughs> It really did get worse than 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 it was. Yeah. Um, because now the the whole uh survival of the universe is it's iffy at this point. Yeah. It's pretty iffy. Touch and go. Touch and go. Um the ood chase everyone around, kind of like those montages in Scooby Doo where they run back and forth across <laughs> the screen from the monsters. Yeah. That's what the ood are doing at this point. It was originally scored with the Benny Hill theme. Um the beast tells everyone that he was sealed up in the planet before the universe began, which doesn't totally make sense. And then he makes them all feel bad and they start crying and arguing and fighting. Um, just like the devil. The devil will do that to you. Just him. like the devil. And do you say it like that's just like the devil? That's my devil. <laughs> Uh, the doctor descends further into the cave where he has a moment where they don't know how much farther he has to go. He's mm. um, descending on a rope and he takes a little trust fall. Mm. He decides that he he's going to just yeah. unhook from the, the rope and go into the abyss because, you know, basically it's actually fairly rational, though it is a sacrifice. He says, well, I'm going to, if we don't do anything else, we're all going to die. If I let go of this rope and it's too far of a fault, I will also die. Right. So kind of six is one half dozen the other here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he drops into the abyss. He actually finds the actual beast who's big and scary and looks like the devil mm-hmm. and is all chained up. The doctor talks tough and he smashes some stuff to destroy the beast and pottery. gets the TARDIS back. Pottery, yeah, he smashes some pots. Very exciting pot, pot, <laughs> pot smashing sequence. Yeah, that's all CGI. Those pots were not real. I mean, look, that's yeah. why you get Tennant because he can do those stunts himself, <laughs> you know. Um, the beast's consciousness is still in the the crew member who's in an escape. They they uh, the crew all got into an escape rocket to to get off the planet. Very arc in space, yeah. And yes, and right, and he's in there with them. And um, realizing this, Rose uh shoots out the windshield of the rocket and and undoes his seatbelt and sends the possessed guy and the beast into the black hole. Yeah, but somehow not killing the rest of them. 
Also, yeah. the woman who was killed earlier is okay, yeah, but the fine. slave race, they're all dead. They're gone. <laughs> so tough times <laughs> for the Ood. Um, yeah, but he's so citing that's... them in his little captain's log. So that they're, they came out with a win, too, I think, really. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the end of that, John. Any uh, what I what I missed there? Uh, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> I, I I don't. This is actually a well regarded story. I find it pretty dull. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't my favorite. Um, and I was when I went back when we were watching this, I went back and looked at some of the reviews. And people loved it. They loved the first episode. Really? Um, yeah. I, so it's a it's one of our first uh really significant visits to an alien planet right almost all okay. everything that's happened up till now has been on earth uh you know some spaceships kicking around and stuff but uh you know most of the stuff's been set on earth so this is really our first big journey to an alien planet that's crazy to think about yeah because right? you're right the future stuff has all been satellites of earth or or yeah. new earth or you know yeah you know. old earth green earth red earth all the earth what <laughs> <laughs> earth going on but yeah so we're actually on an alien planet googly um, eyes earth where yeah. everyone, everyone is just, it's all the same but only googly eyes and actually blimp earth we yeah, have gone to blimp, to blimp earth, earth yeah. right um yes yeah, so it's a um, uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's exciting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, <it's>, uh, <laughs> the uh, this is the first appearance of the Ood. The Ood do return. They they become sort of the oh first, really? Yeah. Um, they, they definitely become sort of the first uh, uh, new series monster to kind of stick. Um, uh, people did not get as excited about Cassandra. There's not as much uh, cosplay of <laughs> Cassandra or some of the other stuff. So I knew she's a human anyway. Um, so yeah, the Ood are, uh, first appear, um, and are, are kind of interesting, I guess. Um, Wait, so just... the Ood, the Ood are not from the old series? Uh, no, no. The Ood well, so I, 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 it's interesting to know that they returned because my big note on them was like, fine enough subplot. And I wanted to know more about like, they were, they were detailed. They had like mm. sort of their, their empaths or, or their telepaths rather like their empaths as well. But, um, and that the, the sort of that they're. I mean, he even mentions before one of the reasons they mentioned like, oh, they're a slave race and it's OK. They're meant to be is because he said if we didn't have them do stuff for us, they literally sit in a corner until they die. Yeah. yeah. OK, so but but and that was fine. And that was all introduced. And that's and fine. I, fine. <laughs> fine. Sit in the corner and, die. And, and they eventually obviously do play a role in that the, the beast kind of turns them. But then that's it. Like, it's just sort of left. So I'm yeah. glad to hear they come back because it was like, why did we even have this plot? Like, it just <laughs> seemed kind back. of. And it, it is uh, it is sort of rectified. I think I think they, they did get some flack, or Rusty Davies did get a little bit of flack about the Doctor not quite being as concerned about the slave race as maybe he should have been. <laughs> like, right. like you know, it's like okay. Um, so so they do they do kind of come back and rectify a little bit. Um, we definitely have the Doctor and Rose kind of at the height of of their relationship. Certainly, they're very flirty. Uh, you know, as you say, they're pretty casual about being stranded next to a black hole for the rest of their lives, and sort of like, oh, well, I have she to get even... a job. <laughs> she's excited. Clearly, <laughs> she has, um, she even says, I mean, and this is you know re- repeating a theme she's already said before, but. Um, she just keeps saying like, well, if I'm stuck here with you, it's all I need is you. Like, I'm basically, yeah. I like, I am in love with you. Do you get it? Like, I am yeah. in deep, and deep love like, with you. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> I am also <laughs> here with you. Find the TARDIS. Um, I, eventually you'll die, and then I'll be free. I guess it um, definitely all their conversations. 
he's flirty with her but yeah. all those conversations have the feel of i'm in love with you and i care about you <laughs> <laughs> that great conversation that maybe we've all had it somewhere or another in, in, in a relationship that probably isn't still going on or if it is still going on for you and you just had that conversation i'm so sorry yeah, it everybody. might be ending soon yeah and for those of you who turn into mind probe for your relationship advice uh <laughs> sorry to hear well that, what everybody. if if i can paint a picture what if a couple just had that conversation conversation and then they listened as a couple to know not the mind bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, guys, yeah. I'm sorry to break it to you, but yeah, like you're I'm probably sorry. not long for this yeah. world, this relationship. And we apologize. We know most of you listen couples listen to Mind Probe, you know, for the for the sexual turn on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to, to throw in some water on that. Oh boy. Anyway, back to Doctor Who. Um yeah. uh, <laughs> so... uh, well I'm I with you. This this episode was um uh, here's my thing. A, a note I wrote was like, why is this two episodes really? Like, I, it's yes. fine. It's interesting. I guess it's fine. And then I said, why is it two episodes? And then we just had this discussion in, uh, an episode or two ago on the podcast about science versus fantasy. And it gets close with describing the beast as a kind of elemental or something, but then it doesn't. And so it yeah. comes off a little too magical to me um, by the yeah, end. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, um, there's, there's, there are, uh, it doesn't need to be two episodes. I don't think it's the whole like incredibly dramatic five minute sequence of them going down an elevator and like the music <laughs> is like going very dramatically and they're just going down an elevator and then they get to the bottom and they just get out of the elevator and now they're at the bottom and you know looking at a hatch like it's an episode of Lost. Um, yeah, so that's very strange. It has a lot of very classic sci-fi tropes. Uh, I mean, all <laughs> the poor actor who had to play the captain. Do you, as a as an as a homeowner, uh, do you find yourself rerouting power a lot? Because that happens a lot. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> just like, as if power runs on some sort of train system, and it's like, oh, I gotta reroute the power like around well, my blender so to get it to get it to my toaster oven. Like, I mean, there's a lot of power rerouting. And then well, we had a whole no. air rerouting sequence. So, I mean, there's a lot of rerouting. First of all. So, what's funny to me about that is uh, in sci-fi stuff is they have to give the crew something to do and yell about during danger and stuff. Mm. If you listen to other parts of it, the, the things that the computer is taking care of for them are way more complicated yeah. than like <laughs> switching the power around and say like, oh, that place is exploded. Don't send power to it. It's like, I'm pretty sure the computer probably would be able to detect that or the air. Um, yeah. But for some reason, it's like you have to manually be like, move power from here to there. It's yeah. like, why would that seems like explicitly the thing that you would program the computer to be able to handle because it, it would have to happen. It's a lot of typing, too. Right. Like you think there would be an interface <laughs> where you could just like touch and be like, if you've got to constantly be routing power, you could be like, all right, I'm just going to touch the power here and move it over here. Like me to draw. Uh, yeah. So that, um... here's another thing that was set up, <laughs> um, set up and sort of dropped in you. And I, and I get kind of why they did it, but they didn't really explore it enough, which is, he said, uh, one of the members, of the, they went around kind of in, introing everybody on the crew. Um, by the way, it took a really long time for them to, for, for the crew to just stop saying, you really don't know where we are, yeah. uh, which I thought was funny. But um, one of the people was, their title was, I'm the ethics officer. Yeah. And they said it, and he made a joke about it, and he was very clear about it. But then they never got into any of what that meant. Yeah. Of course, it, and he's it, like, it, shoot it, those it, slave people as well. <laughs> right. Well, and, right. And I, I think that's why they did that, right? Is to sort of show that. But they didn't explore, like, just 
not they didn't have to do a long scene on this, but just kind of talk about like why do you have an ethics ethics officer? What what is the point of that in a in a space travel situation? I think they could have that, and then yes, you show later that wow, he's actually the guy who was treating the slave race so terribly, and it mm. that it comes back I mean, to him. But it was just mentioned and it was just left there. I don't know. To be fair. I'm an ethics officer, and I don't think there's that much interesting to talk about either. <laughs> I don't and know. I, I just, I have what not, does it I've mean, only had though? some people shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, run into a lot of slave races yeah, of people? <laughs> I think that's what engineers are, coders. Um, yeah, this is the introduction of a... Um, uh, this this spacesuit design I always love, um, uh, because they... they you know, made a lot of these apparently for this episode and the spacesuit comes back quite a bit. And I just love the fact that it shines a light straight into their face. I'm not sure why if you're in a space, <laughs> you would right. want a camera flash trained on your face. Well, for I mean, selfies, for, it's yeah. like people who get that round uh, light thing that they hold up for. It's for <laughs> selfies. Because look, when you are out on a spacewalk, you want to you got pics or yeah. it didn't happen if you, you gotta are, like yeah, show if you, aren't, that, if you yeah. aren't gramming that which i believe is what the kids do um there is a, a return appearance here uh from an actor uh the voice of satan uh or whatever is uh, an actor named gabriel wolf which is a great name and he um he was uh, a fam- he actually interestingly played sort of egyptian satan uh, set or Sutek in a story called the pyramids of Mars back in the Tom Baker era. Um, and, uh, he, uh, so he, he's reprising his role as the devil, I guess. Uh, I don't think any connection. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, this episode also features face tattoos, which I really hate. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> See, and this it looks is just the, weird and I never like them. This is my out. whole thing with the lack of explanation about the, the beast character is what you just said. He voices Satan or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's just so left up there that look, there's lots of good little speeches and moments in there about sort of well oh it is actually beast well satan is it's kind of an idea and all these things but it's like yeah yeah that's all good but what is this that you're showing right now um well anyway why, why don't we move on to our other uh romp with satan here yeah. <laughs> uh this one's called the diamonds um it yeah. uses that ae joined thing what is it you know what that's called i don't know what that's called uh, it's called an a schwa no uh no, it's not. <laughs> i've no, only it's ever not. seen it on this episode of doctor i don't actually know what it is <laughs> uh yeah it, it, it's called uh is it called a minuscule that can't be right it's a the ligature for no. It's just A and E. It's just that's all it is. It just means A and E are together. It's, it's, it's A E is a character formed from the. It's it is a letter. The, the letter is A and E. A E. So that's mm. it. It just is A E. All right. Well, so I like saying daemons. Daemons. So this isn't. This is season eight, serial five of the original series. It's. Mm five episodes it was released the 22nd of may through the 19th of june in 1971 and john has prepared a little clip using audacity audacity a free download uh works on any device great little tool audacity here's a clip from daemons where's the doctor got him there sir what are we waiting for let's get after it wait sir look what basis is that Kind of ornament. Not exactly, sir. Watch. Yes, I see what you mean. 
Never mind, we'll soon fix him. Jenkins? Yeah. Jump for the wings there. Five rounds left. <laughs> Oh, Lethbridge, Lethbridge Stewart, right? Lethbridge, Lethbridge Stewart, yes. And that is probably um, his most famous uh, line. Uh, the wings. Yes. His, uh, his autobiography is actually called Five Rounds Rapid. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he, they, everybody loved that line because it's just very classic and very, you know, unflappable. Just ah, oh, shoot the one, the guy with the wings there. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Chap with the wings. Chap with the wings. Five rounds rapid. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's, here's what happened here. Um, uh, I feel like every time I say that, I'm, I'm trying to explain to you why I didn't watch it. Look, here's what happened. I, I didn't watch this, and here's what happened. Uh, we we went pumpkin pick pumpkin picking, and we just didn't get back in time. No, uh, I, in I watched January pumpkin picking is, a, is <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> you got to get them early. You got to get them early. <laughs> That's right. So the hmm. doctor's still hanging out with the unit boys, um, as is the norm. There is a major event happening within driving distance of unit headquarters. <laughs> um, this time, an archaeologist is, uh, or here's another AE, so I should say, an archaeologist aye, aye. is going to open up a nearby cave on live TV, live on live on BBC, that legend has it has evil spirits and stuff <laughs> inside. Um, a woman in the village next to the cave claims she's a white witch and that they shouldn't open it. And she does seem to have witch powers. Um, the doctor claims all this hokum about magic is foolish and that only science is true, but that they shouldn't open up the cave. He and his companion, Joe, who I'm meeting for the first time, yeah. uh, head to the cave in an attempt to stop them from opening things up. We find out that the local vicar has recently been replaced by a clearly evil looking guy <laughs> who <laughs> we later find out is the master who I know is bad but this is my first also interaction with the master um but that's about all i know about him uh when we find out he's uh, we find out that he's uh secretly secretly been ginning up a satanist cult in this village (laughs) and he wants the cave to open to release i I mean let's say an evil spirit that's what Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. purporting it to be the doctor can't stop them from opening the cave and oh no a huge burst of cold air comes out freezing the doctor and the archaeologist solid mm-hmm. and they're kind of left for dead that's one of the cliffhangers the archaeologist by the way i guess dies because yeah. we don't come back to him <laughs> yeah. but, also um, i think the bbc guy dies as well and and, and all, at the end it's just about an hour after everybody dies they all just pack up and leave and they're like oh all right i hope you don't have any more trouble up there like oh, yeah, very yeah. casual yes yes <laughs> but they uh in fact there's one there's one part like it's it's this like film crew thing where they're like okay well a bunch of cold air came and killed two people all right we let's just move on here and at a certain point i think it's joe or maybe someone in unit is like can you just like drive us up the road with his dead body they're like okay fine um and and they're yeah th- that that whole moment was mm, odd very because casual everyone seemed to also move on from it in the town they're like they were all waiting for this moment where they're going to open up the cave oh and when it happened this huge, weird, unearthly burst of, co- of cold air killed two people, and then everyone was like, eh, "All right." Uh, not just the film crew, because the town yeah. as well were just sort of like, "Oh, well, well I don't no know." No investigation. It's not like a whole bunch of scientists descending. They just close it and put a little fe- sign on the fence and like, "Well, close and leave a cop out there." And this was live on TV. Yeah, right, the whole country saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing, well, right? anyway, uh, the the doctor ends up being okay, but it did also encase the whole area in a domed heat shield that mm-hmm. burns up anything that's trying to enter and we find out uh, 
over the course of the episode that the the spirit here, which appears as a giant goat like beast uh, resembling Satan, which is Satan. why we're talking about Could it, it here. Be Satan. Satan. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually one of a race of aliens that's been messing around with humans on Earth for eons mm-hmm. and running experiments on them to see if they would. It sounded to me like to see if like they would succumb to evil, mm-hmm. uh, and they normally do. And uh, the aliens also, uh, who are called daemons, mm-hmm. can get big or small at will, and so can their spaceships. And I don't know why this was made as clear, of a very clear point over and over, because I don't know. It's just they went out of their way to show it, and I don't know why. Like, it's okay. That's something they could do. It partially explains the heat shield, right? The heat was excess from when he's, I think, when he's right. small. Right. He big. talked about, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something. And it can only happen three times. But no one ever explains why that. Why? <laughs> well, and this is actually similar to the Satan Pit. In fact, more so with this one. There is, especially because it made such a point about science and magic, there are lots of magical things going on in this yeah. episode. Um, anyway, the master has convinced a bunch of the town to help him stop the doctor and seems to think that the daemon will give him power over all of Earth. Hmm. But the daemon is like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> the doctor I'll be back uh, yeah made a lot of interesting applicants we'll call you <laughs> <laughs> the doctor helps the unit boys get through the heat shield where several of them are vaporized by an adorable gargoyle <laughs> who's been brought to life by the master or the daemon i'm not sure actually um ultimately the daemon says He's declared the human experiment over, <laughs> as I'm sure we, we'd like to all yeah. like to do it. I think points. we could all agree at this point. <laughs> it is like, pretty much run its course. <laughs> he says he says it's a failure and he's going to destroy the whole thing, starting with the doctor. But Joe sacrifices herself to stop him. And this act is mm-hmm. so against kind of the demon's rational mind that he explodes and then everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Um the unit boys take the master away, not unlike a Scooby-Doo villain that he is. <laughs> and the doctor dances. Once again, the doctor's oh, dancing. Yeah, that's right. Um, in the town's May Day celebration, which very funnily happens also during the fourth or fifth episode. Yep, yep. In the middle of all this, they have May Day. Evil dancers. <laughs> which is which is pretty funny. Um <laughs> Uh, this, I would say, a five-episode arc, which probably also could have been a few less episodes, um, uh, ends there. John, uh, what did what didn't I miss here? Um, I don't know. This is uh, this was this is um, sort of considered one of the um, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of one of the model third Doctor stories, right? It hits all of the elements of the classic third Doctor era. Um, you have the so this is a uh, this is the first season uh, that we have had the master in Doctor Who. So he when actually okay. um, actually yesterday I believe it was when we're not when we're, when we're recording this yesterday uh, was the 50th anniversary of the master's first appearance in Doctor Who. So <laughs> at the very beginning of the season, so okay. we're celebrating the master today. Um, he's played by Roger Delgado. He was uh, the producers came up with this character and kind of said, "Yeah, the Doctor has the Daleks and the Cyber and all these monsters, but what we really need, they called him. We need a Moriarty to his Sherlock Holmes. We, we right, use a, right. car- a human character." 
So they invented the master who is another renegade time Lord. So the master is also a time Lord. Uh, okay. I had a question about that's what it yeah. seemed like, but yeah. I wasn't, they didn't set it up as much because he felt like he had already ha- been on before. Well, so yeah, he is in, um, he's in every story this entire season. Uh, uh, he's, wow. he's I think pretty sure he's in every single one. Um, uh, so he's come to earth. He's making trouble. Uh, he's in every single story and revealed as a surprise every time. Like they're like, <laughs> Oh, the master. And, uh, they also using each, uh, it gets more ridiculous as time goes on. Like, Half the time he appears, he appears as a character who has the name Master, but in another language. And the doctor will be like, you know, be like he, he's in one called right. the Time Monster, where he's Professor Thaskalus, which is Greek for Master. And, you know, there's sort of a joke of like, you know, this would be some meek, some character. And the doctor would be like, surely, you know, some basic Swahili, Joe. <laughs> this is the Master. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, Roger, he... he so Roger Delgado, very popular in the role, became very popular because of it. people love the character, uh, you know, because he's he's fun, but he's very suave and cool, evil in a way. Um, uh, it's even it's even funny that the third I think it's episode three cliffhanger is him in danger. It's the the demon has grown again and is sort of in the in the catacomb there under the church and almost going to hurt the master and the cliffhanger comes on like, is the master going to die or not? Um, which is, you know, may suggest a little bit how popular the character was. Um, you also have the full sort of classic unit team. So Joe Grant has just arrived in this season, uh, replaced Liz Shaw, who, as we talked about, wasn't written out, just sort of stopped showing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they mentioned in sort of a throwaway line, she went back to Cambridge. Uh, Joe is not a scientist. Uh, she's a bit dimmer. Uh, um, uh, played by Katie Manning. She's an excellent, uh, it's very good in the role. She, she sort of becomes the quintessential third Doctor companion. Um, you got the Brigadier, of course. Uh, Sergeant Benton, who we met a little bit in Inferno. Uh, he's become a regular, so he's in all the episodes. And then Captain Yates was added, uh, who's rich, uh, played by Richard Franklin. Uh, was supposed to be a love interest for Joe. Um uh and uh it's supposed to round out sort of you know obviously normally a unity paramilitary organization would have a lot of people in it um this one has three <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also you do meet osgood uh the uh the uh, um, uh the technician who's working on the machine for the doctor oh i love him yeah. um the doctor's kind of an ass throughout the episode like he's a jerk he just about everybody <laughs> which is a little interesting choice i do love the although the totally unnecessary slideshow to show people that they're the devil had horns like ah horns he had to set up a slide projector <laughs> like close the, the in the pub he had to close the thing and he also like he wouldn't start it until everyone had sat <laughs> down he was like and then he showed three slides of the very unceremoniously stopped yeah and everybody's like and, and they horns. even <laughs> right 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 they even by the second slide like he was trying to get across his point that that they had horns and the the, the the other characters were like, yes, we get it. Like after the second slide, we're like, right, had horns. We we understand. He's like, like, ah. He threw the slide projector in the back of the car. Bessie, who's also appearing, of course, here. Bessie uh, uh, has a big, big uh, moment. Yeah. A, a series of moments. Uh, and funny, uh, interesting little trivia there. Uh, so the helicopter um, explosion, you see the helicopter blow up. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be unbelievable. They didn't actually blow up a helicopter. Uh, but uh, um, they blew up a car, though. It's a clip from from Russia with love. If you go and watch from oh. Russia, the, the helicopter exploding <laughs> is the, when it blew up and from Russia with love. Uh, sort of towards the end there. I think there's a scene. In that they side. did blow up that that car, though. 
Yeah, yeah, there's a big guy. Uh, there's some explosions in the car. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's a special effects bonanza, I would say, uh, easily. Um, at one point, that sign turns around in the air. I mean, just craziness happening left, right, and center. <laughs> um, uh, you have uh, uh, Miss Haw- was it Hawthorne, the White Witch, um, who is yeah. sort of part uh, played by Damaris Heyman, uh, who's great casting. Um, She's just, very good, it's yeah. Just, and sort of is part of that long tradition of old sort of old biddies who are sort of eccentric old British women who are sort of pseudo companions, right. would be great. I mean, her whole thing with Sergeant Benton is great. And that whole scene where they're, she's, you know, he's the great wizard, quee, quad quad, and they're doing the, the tricks with the guy. That's, that's quite. A, a fun well, what moment. I loved about her that struck me as really realistic too, is they're in these little old towns and so she's going around saying, well, I'm actually a white witch and, and these things. But everyone in the town, it's just so sweet with her. They're like, sure, you are. You go <laughs> tell him. You go give him hell. And uh, rather than rolling their eyes or, or whatever, they're like, she's like, well, I tell you, they shouldn't open this because I'm a witch. And that's how it is. They said, oh, OK. Well, sure we, thing. Sure thing. <laughs> you go. I, good luck. Like, And they genuinely are. And then when she comes <laughs> off and does her crazy bit on the TV and says, like, says, I'm a witch and blah, blah, blah. They say, hey, you did really good. Like, did <laughs> we really saw good you on the TV. TV. <laughs> you were a crazy was, person on the TV. <laughs> I thought that was really well done because I feel like that is how it would go. You wouldn't be like, oh, you're embarrassing us. Or I, I don't know. They, they just were sort of genuinely happy to... Um, they didn't believe her, of course. And in the end, basically, so when sure I mentioned about the right, magic, yeah. basically, yeah, everything that she says is right. And she even makes a point several times where, you know, he, he says, well, he's not Satan, but he's uh, a, a beast uh, with otherworldly powers that come and tempts humans with evil and then punishes them and then and destroys their lives. And she's like, so Satan, like that is exactly <laughs> it. He's like, well, no, it's not, you know, no. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, she's uh, yeah. pretty much right. Yeah, she's down there. And uh, still, the actress is still alive. They just kind of recorded a return to Devil's End kind of wow. special sequel with her, not for the in the series, just kind of a, a spinoff kind of thing. Um, uh, 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 Azal, the, the demon, yes. uh, that is played by Stephen Thorne. Did you recognize the voice? No. Eldrad. It's Eldrad's oh. voice. So same kind of yeah, booming, loud, very obviously, be a very loud person to have dinner with, I feel like. Um, uh, and then um, Eldred uh, must live. Eldred must live. Uh, famously, um, the church explosion at the end uh, generated letters complaining that the BBC blew up an actual church, which they did not. <laughs> and it doesn't really appear that they blew oh. up a church, but apparently people got uh, very concerned about. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is, it's an okay episode. I think the ending is a little bit weird that, you know, it's like, ah, this great, all powerful thing. And then she confuses it by doing something irrational. He's like, ah, I'm blowing up. Yeah. (laughs) Again, there's, to me, there's lots of, um, uh, well, again, it definitely didn't need to be five episodes. Um, and there are things in there that like, they make such a point out of, and maybe they do this purposely in some of these episodes, but I feel like the good episodes of Doctor Who that I've seen are ones that, these little threads come up and then there was a point to them being there earlier. There was no real point to having the BBC involved. And that was heavily pushed and involved there. And they, they made points of that. Like the BBC was showing this archeological dig and the archeologist was sort of clashing with them. And there was like a lot there that again, once the cold air comes out and destroys them, (laughs) the archeologist is killed and the BBC go, just go away. Um, It was very much like, 
Poochie in The Simpsons. It was like, <laughs> I have to go away now. But it is, it. Uh, it's another example of, of uh, what you've mentioned a couple of times, um, because I occasionally drift in and out of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um just having these side characters, like they actually have a great little, the two of them have interesting characters and like yes. there's a whole, like he's writing, he's publishing his book and the BBC guy yeah. is trying to, and like, there's a whole little backstory for them. And yes, then it. they're just immediately dispatched <laughs> for their comment. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's an interesting, let's say it's sort of the, the classic archetypal, uh, third Doctor, Third Doctor story. It's actually a lot of parallels to. Um, have you seen the, uh, a movie called Catermass? Catermass on the Pit. No, it's an old seventies sort of horror sci-fi movie. Um, so, so um, Professor Catermass was the often considered a, a predecessor to uh, to Doctor Who. Um, it was a serial that was on uh, the BBC. There were three like mini series, and he's supposed to be like a scientist on Earth who helps repel alien invasions. So again, a lot of similarities here. And there's a very similar storyline that involves finding this little ship that had aliens that are set in the past and blah, 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 uh, in this, in this dig, I think, um, uh, that's so anyway, there's some interesting, interesting parallels there. Uh, if you've seen it, but you haven't, so I guess it's not, that interesting. I, <laughs> I have to say that I, am um, a couple episodes into this story, I, I'm concerned that like when I first heard of this, uh, the conceit for the third doctor, I don't know, but well, no, all of it because we saw the spear heard from space where he started. Is he's in unit? He's in the sound. He's stranded there, and um, my concern was, well, isn't this going to kind of get boring? Like yeah. it's the same people now. They like the the upside of it is that you get these new characters, you get the unit people, and they're all great. I really yeah. like them. I really like enjoy those people being around. But I felt for, for this one, this is maybe my third or fourth of these, so it's not even that many of the stories and i'm like ah really we're just still here with the, <laughs> like i just want him to go somewhere else i also like this doctor yeah. um so i that, i was feeling that a little bit and i did think um he was rude to everyone you're right um but he he's very rude to joe in a way that i yeah. didn't find like i found kind of i just off-putting um i don't really know her this is the first time i saw her but i just felt like he was so dismissive. Well, yeah, she's You're right. very and devoted she to him. She like worships him, like, and he's just very she like, dismissive him. of her, and yeah, it's, it's kind of mean to her. It's almost it's the bit where she um she makes some comment about the brigadier, and then he like yells at her for saying something about a superior officer after he's been trashing. Him. And even the other <laughs> yes, and he says, "Oh, he's your commanding officer. You should know better than this." And it's very rude. And then even the other unit people are like, "Seriously?" <laughs> <laughs> like we all sort of treat him as because he's great. He is their commanding officer. But he's a bit of a goofball, and they and I, I don't know that they they all well, he's that boss that they all talk about behind their back, and yeah. it sort of unifies them. Like you, that's clear. And it's kind you know? of the it's it's one of the complaints that people have about his character is that so we've seen now two from season seven, Spirit from Space and Inferno, and Unit is a much more serious organization. The stories are much more serious and and just you know very straight laced. Um, and then I, they sort of they had to they said they wanted to soften the relationship with the doctor. They wanted the stories to be a little bit more sort of create this unit family, as they call them. Uh, and so they were trying to soften the relationships. And the breeder becomes more of a buffoon in many ways. And it's really it's the way he's treated. And it's like, you know, even stuff like, you know, the the way Captain Yates talks to him and he's just like listing all the things that have gone wrong. And he goes, oh, yes, by the way, the devil's here. <laughs> and then, like hangs <laughs> up on him or something. I love it's it. It's like, uh, yeah, that's your commanding officer. He's actually very important. And so only Nicholas Courtney, who's, who plays the breeder, only his sort of he 
manages to pull it off by just being really good in the role. Uh, yeah, he's like great. He, he makes it, you know, he, he, he still keeps some of the dignity, but yeah, it's, they're trying to walk this really difficult balance. Um, the, <laughs> gets also the, um, the master. So uh, as you, as we'll see in other episodes, it gets repetitive in the sense that, the master will uh, half of the episodes, the master will have created this huge hit alien plot or help the aliens or whatever. And then the aliens will be like, no, we're going to kill you. And then, or someone will just be like, no, it's a mistake to do this. And it'll be like, it's a mistake to do this. And then he like turns on them or else. I'm like, it's a very, <laughs> again, gets repetitive. And, and, you know, as I say, he, he comes up in every episode this season. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, as I say, it's one that's fondly remembered by the cast. Uh, of this story they all loved doing it because i think they were all together on location and that was a lot of fun uh, but uh over time it has become less uh less well remembered by <laughs> themies themies theming all around this town oh no it's the devil put those themes away the devil doesn't like themes <laughs> so that's 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 a, it's like a story <laughs> So when, and when the devil shows up, we're gonna act like bad kids. Oh no, it's the devil! <laughs> Hi, devil. What have you been doing? Oh, sorry, away, devil. <laughs> Look, we're adherents of the repeating themes here on No, Not the Mind Probe, and uh, one of the themes that we just can't stop repeating is religion, John. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in uh, Doctor Who, but just in human civilization. Yeah. Religion keeps just popping up. Yeah. Uh, here and there so uh but you want to talk about religion in doctor I think who i think it's time we settle this like let's settle it all right so who's right who's one- right <laughs> <laughs> i mean we should mention obviously porter renowned for his collection of drawings of allah uh, yeah, yeah. oh god <laughs> oh god sorry we'll edit that out um yeah um well it's, it's, it's interesting i think uh uh i think both episodes uh, obviously by mentioning the devil or bringing up the, you know, this idea of the devil uh, or approach religion very cautiously, like someone trying to get a squirrel to eat out of their hand, but then pull their hand <laughs> back before, because it is, it is an interesting, like um, uh, you could definitely see it in the impossible planet and the Satan pity even a little bit, them trying to, you know, realizing, Ooh, we're getting close to having to have the doctor, say something about god and we don't want to do that <laughs> like that's well that's in both be a cases problem. they're giving an explanation for why human civilization would perceive an entity like the devil and they're saying well actually it's this alien being although yeah. the interesting thing With is horns. in in the in the daemons um they're pretty clearly saying and even his slideshow is showing saying like this is actually it like this yeah. is what you guys call the devil in the other in uh, the impossible planet in the satan pit no one else in the universe is aware of this, like of this thing. Well, this, no, there is there is a scene where he mentions different um, uh, depictions of the devil too, and even mentions the demons of Deimos. So he actually references the demons uh, so this in the story. Yeah. So after watching the demons, that's what I was like. Why didn't they just say he was one of these demons to kind of link these things together? And instead, he's its own. He, they just never say what he is. He's its own thing. I, I mean, was confused by that. They should have had David Tennant actually get the old the slide projector, the same one out of the time, <laughs> <laughs> start showing it, uh, because I think that would have clarified it for us. Yeah, no. Again, I think it's the, it's the complexity of you know how do we deal with this this situation where it's like oh well so 
<laughs> you know, it's like, okay, once you acknowledge the devil, you gotta kind of also be like, so what about the other, the flip side of this whole <laughs> equation situation here? Uh, you know, how are we going to deal with that? And, and obviously that's something they're, they don't want to, they don't want to get into. Um, uh, who rarely touches on religion um uh there are a few sort of historical episodes where there are and occasionally say, religious characters and when we say doesn't deal with religion they quite often deal with sort others of religion. in satire and or not satire but like in, yes other civilization alien yeah. civilizations religion and as yeah. we've mentioned before they often treat them as like oh isn't there a quaint little stupid yeah. religion isn't that <laughs> stupid <laughs> what a ridiculous idea now if you excuse me i need to go ask an invisible man in the sky to give me stuff <laughs> it is like, oh this alien civilization they have some silly stupid religion that's causing all these problems <laughs> Oh, but the human one? No, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Everybody. Oh, totally <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting uh, balance that they do. There was um, uh, so I think we talked a little bit about the uh, final season of uh, the classic series with Sylvester McCoy, the Curse of Venric season, uh, and there was a whole, as I say, the Cartmel master plan, which is that the Doctor was supposed to be this more significant character. Uh, uh, than than we'd all thought, and um, you know, one of the writers or whatever was like, "Well, we're we're basically implying that he's God," which is a pretty stupid idea because, of course, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like uh, remember Thirty Rock when they uh, Alec Baldwin was trying to or, or Jack was trying to tank uh, NBC, and they were doing all these stupid series, and one of them was God Cop, and he was like a cop. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, why would God need to solve the mystery? <laughs> Wouldn't he just know? <laughs> And then he's like, "Let us pray." He's like, "To who?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was a very odd idea um, uh, that you could somehow, uh, yeah, that you could somehow do that with a series. Um, but I mean, sci-fi has to uh, uh, sci-fi has to, I think, touch on it in some way, right? I mean, part of the uh, or or you have to avoid it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good declaration. It has to touch on it or avoid it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But right, I mean, if you uh, if you accept classical Earth religion and that humanity is made in or yeah, humanity is made in God's image, uh, so God is you know in his mid forties losing his hair, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like right. That's your thing. Then a universe full of aliens uh, uh, not practicing Christianity, um, you know, is going to be an issue, right? I mean, that's, that's the problem, right? Um, so, uh, you know, almost by default, sci-fi is, is basically saying, well, there isn't a God or they have to do some contortions basically to make that fit with humanity's conception of God. Um, and then well, also again, you have all just... these species and creatures with magical powers. Right. I think yeah. it's just never like I like we said it's just never spoken to in the sense that it's sort of an understood thing that we're going to go to these other cultures they have their own religions and we get I mean this happens here on earth right it's yeah. like oh this other culture it has its own religion of course that's it's not the real one it's like and and the the kind of audacity to assume like oh yes there's literally now billions of civilizations with yeah. all their individual one but ours is the <laughs> we really it's the got good it. one. Yeah. Um, so I guess you just have to, yeah. I guess like you said, you have to tread lightly. And then, of course, by the way, the Doctor Who has tons of Christmas episodes. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, and interesting gets complex with Santa Claus at certain points. Um, you know, and yeah, every once in a while it gets dangerously close to something that'll like they'll be mentioning something with history or something, and you know, talking about Jesus or something. And it's like. 
well, couldn't you just go back and check? Like I, if I were a companion, <laughs> that would be one of the first things I would ask. Cause I'd be like, Hey, why don't we just go check in on that whole Jesus situation? <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just look at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, that would seem like a big thing for me to want to clarify. Um, uh, you know, if, if you ever had a chance to go in a time machine, um, <laughs> I just like going back to, to, you know, like zero BC and be like, so this, this Jesus situation, what's um, <laughs> take me through it here. What, what is this a guy? Uh, he, he's not home. He, he's not home. He's out. He's out right now. <laughs> oh, man, he's never around. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Just never see him in the same place as God. He, Jesus, uh, very notably cagey. Just a cagey <laughs> guy. Hard to pin down. Yeah, bobbing and weaving. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, anyway, religion and the theme. Let's get down to brass text. God or no God. We settle it here on Mind Pro. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'll say it right here for all to hear. And I think we saw this. This is big. Oh, John, your audio is cutting out. Although <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is interesting, I, I uh, will we'll mention this as well. Um, perhaps inspired by watching the Impossible Planet, we watched. Um, you converted to Islam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and turns out did not work. Uh, oh no! No, oh, um, no, we watched the movie The Black Hole. Do you remember? Did you ever see The Black Hole? This was a Disney movie from the seventies. When Disney just lost its mind, I put did out really see that. Weird I don't remember it, but I did see it. Yeah. Well, it basically ends um, with them going to hell, sort of. It's a it's a spaceship. It's like the Impossible Planet. It's a spaceship or suspended on the edge of a black hole. Uh, there's a guy who's kind of crazy. He wants to go through the black hole. He's got a bunch of robot slaves who turn out to be his dead former roommates, blah, blah. He kills Anthony Perkins like you do. Uh, and then they go through the black hole. And then there's this whole sort of weird sequence of flames and robots with people in them. And then I they go through a tunnel movie. with angels. It's really strange. You said this is Disney, right? So then, yeah. But then <laughs> Angela Lansbury and Dick Van Dyke come in, right? And then yeah. they have Sing with some penguins <laughs> and some fish. <laughs> I think that's kind of what happens. I think that's right yeah yeah bed knobs and black holes I believe. <laughs> john how you doing hey we got through that religion minefield well i think yeah i, I don't we, end it anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right on top of it no, no. i think it's good mm-hmm. uh so there are over nine 295 doctor who stories out yeah, there right. and soon to be more soon to be more no, there just one be, just one just one, one this week well, yeah. Yeah. There's over 296. Yeah, a lot. We've ranked too. we've ranked 34 of mm-hmm. those stories. So let's get started with That's the two from this episode. Uh I'll start. Please. I did rank these and now our list has become so long I'm having trouble finding <laughs> it in the rankings. Um So they're not I, at number 1. As I'm vamping, they're not at number 1. Mm-hmm. As I'm vamping, I was not crazy about these. Um either one of them um, and they actually started going lower down the list as I was trying to find a spot for them because I was like, no, I liked this. As you said, the so let's start with Impossible Planet, Satan Pit. It was fine. It was sort of a fine episode. I didn't dislike it, but I just didn't really stick out, enjoy, enjoy that much. It was a very standard sci-fi thing. These, these This crew there, nothing really jumped out. And you love power rerouting like that's that's your thing like um, so you know if, if you can't turn that into gold i just don't know what you're doing right so this ended up for me at kind of the 
the bottom of the middle or the the top of the bottom kind of area. Um, I ranked it just above Delta and the Bannerman, um, <laughs> which and I should say that Eeks I out. I sort of really like Delta and the Bannerman, yeah, so that's why uh, it's up there. I have it. Um, I have the Ark in Space lower than yeah, the the yeah. world does, so I have it right. right around there. I actually have it right around Rose to the first mm-hmm. episode, and that to me actually tracks pretty well. It's like again, Rose, I not knowing it as like oh my gosh it's the first time we're seeing doctor who in 15 years and just like the first episode i'm watching mm-hmm. it's fine it's yeah. like you know it's okay and that's how i kind of felt about this the diamonds um i really put lower down mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty down it got into almost the bottom let's see it's fifth from the bottom mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. because i just um I just really didn't wasn't finding myself enjoying the story. I like all these people, and that would have been the only re- like reason I would have put it higher. Mm-hmm. I like the third doctor. I like um, I like the unit folks, and Joe's fine. I mean, I just met her in this; she's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. but you gotta get like, to know her, take her out for coffee. Really, yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> but just the plot, I just really didn't enjoy. So I put it above Vengeance on Varos. Ooh, nice. Um, but I put it below, you know, like New Earth, Curse of Fenric. I definitely put it below, um, which uh, I know I'm notably hate. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't hate. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of really in, in the bottom there for me. But again, it was because I was also finding myself of in returning to the third doctor and, and this area. I, it was more of a like, uh, oh, this thing again, um, rather <laughs> rather than, and also we just watched uh, not too recently Inferno, which mm. I thought was like great, yeah. and and there was all these same folks, so that might have uh, done that too. So in around the bottom, yeah, I, I mean, really, uh, the demons is a, a pale imitation of Inferno because they're just drilling to the middle of a tiny hill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we were going yeah. into the center of the earth, and they're like, now we're just going to have a, a crazy scientist drill into a tiny hill, and it's like, well, diminishing returns, Doctor. Doctor who's very, <laughs> very anti-drilling yeah, or you know. or pro-drilling. <laughs> Actually, though, it depends on how you look at it because basically they're drilling to the middle of the earth or into the middle of something unknown so doctor who is sort of like it's like an icebreaker at the beginning yeah. of conversation it's like well let's just mix it up let's see what happens let's get things going if you if you go to visit someone and they have a nice backyard you should immediately start drilling just be like well what's <laughs> what's underneath here <laughs> and see what happens and they'll be like that was our septic tank we're gonna have to get that fixed um yeah so um uh none of these uh, the demons is one that it's it's one of those ones that has a, a outsized reputation because of how uh, I think because the cast loved it. There are a lot of stories that, you know, is Nicholas Courtney's favorite line, uh, the five runs wrap, but all that kind of stuff. And so I think it it it, it became a big story. Um, but, yeah, as I was going through uh, through the list and trying to figure out where to put it, I just kept going down the list. I was like, well, it's not better than that. It's not better than that. It's not better than that. Um, I put it just slightly above Warriors of the Deep, the demons. Um, uh, I have it right around there, too. Yeah, It holds the stories just a little bit uh, tighter. It doesn't have a Merca, um, which, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a plus um uh and again you know it has a, a nice nostalgia uh, uh nostalgia edge to it uh in the uh in the the, the unit team and the mass and all that uh and then straddling warriors of the deep i i do put the impossible planet to satan bit below it it's not a bad episode i have it above idiot's lantern i have it above long game uh, uh in terms of the new series um but it's just kind of a, as I say, it just didn't it didn't excite me. It's just kind of a bog standard sci fi story, you know, focused on rerouting the power. I, again, I, I do love the the very 
dramatic lift scene. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing happens at the end of it. They just get out of the lift. So it felt like that's a little odd. Um, uh, And yeah, I mean, it's it's not one I, again, rewatchability important for me uh, because otherwise I have to watch new stuff. (laughs) Yeah, no Uh, good. Yeah, (laughs) kind of stick with the old. Um, So yeah, it's just not one you come back to very much because it does it does move a bit slowly um and uh and yeah at the end of the day it's it, as you kind of talked about it, it doesn't say that much it's interesting it, it it starts to touch on religion but obviously is afraid of it we don't find out anything about where this monster comes from or what necessarily motivates it or why it was locked there uh, and or why the Uder, pots hold it there <laughs> the Uder, the Uder the Uder is introduced with, yeah. and then just dispense with yeah. yeah and then you've got you know some humans that are sort of like uh, you know again it's like um it's like the cast of alien uh or it's just like here yeah. are some here is some stereotypical space people uh uh you know, space characters um and uh and they're gonna reroute some power uh, i wish <laughs> i actually <laughs> just wish they had kept the conceit of the first couple minutes of meeting the crew where that one woman just the whole episode just would have kept going so you really don't know <laughs> like like an hour two hours into it be like I, you really don't understand. <laughs> is this true? This is absolutely true. Yeah, that would have bumped it up higher for me. Well, look, if people want to see our rankings, they can go to mindprobe.show. They can also see notes the from the episode. format. The all new mindprobe.show. So, new fonts. I still need to look good on your phone. I still need to work and easy to listen to the episodes. I still need to work out the kinks for the rankings and the uh, watch order. But I will do that. And uh, but you can see it now. And so you can see what we're going to be watching next. Mm. Um, and soon, 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 you should be able to email us there. I have to get that that worked out. I think I'm going to move the host for the website, John. I'm telling you live on air. Oh, all um, right. Oh, well, that's big. We're going to lose uh, our stats. No, stat. no, we won't. We won't lose any of that. Um, <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, you can also see how to subscribe to the podcast. By the way, we would love it if you could subscribe. Uh, subscribe yes. on iTunes uh, would be great or any podcast app of choice. And if you can go rate us in iTunes, we'd really appreciate that. Give us all the stars that you can if they have any extra stars. Give them give five stars if they let you give any extra star. Do that. Yeah. We'd, we'd appreciate it. We, um, had, a, we had a real. Um, so wait, when hmm. did. Uh, so let's see. January. It looks like hmm. it looks like December hmm. 31st. We had a real spike in listenership. Did we do yeah. something on the 31st? What I don't happened? know. I think a bunch of people were home and deciding was, not to go out for New Year's Eve. That or kill themselves. Because like, right, of the <laughs> raging <laughs> pandemic. They decided to. Uh, listen right. to to two give friends it, it talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, what do we have in store for next episode? Usually, you have something cooked up for us. <laughs> so I'd love to hear what you have. Oh, I don't in know. Store for um, us. Uh, what do we have? Um, oh, yes. Uh, well, next episode is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> um, we have got. Uh, two classics of monster design, let's say. Uh, we have uh, the next episode of the new series is Love and Monsters. Quite controversial. Mm. Love and Monsters. Uh, and uh, I paired that with a fourth Doctor episode, fourth Doctor Romana and, and your favorite, K9. Yes, in also a infamous, let's say, episode called The Creature from the Pit. Well, when it comes right down to it, John, why did you come here? Why did you record this episode of the podcast? Why? I'll tell you why. Because it was there. 
We just keep recording in spite of anyone telling us that they want us to, mm-hmm. uh, in the face of our families openly begging us not to. Actively telling us to stop. Yeah. This podcast, it's a monument to the indomitable human spirit, I think. That's how I look at it. I don't, I don't know about you. No, that's right. I mean, it, it was this or just give up on everything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> it's just, it's well, just then I choose. I choose podcast. <laughs> I choose no, not the mind, bro. <laughs> Very bleak, <laughs> but no, it's not bleak because yeah. we did choose no, not my we, probe. I chose probe. That should be our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> choose probe. Choose probe. Choose probe. We are pro probe. <laughs>